power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Every single detail. Speak to him right now. Lehede kese neveli maruma suta kapaya. Rada branda la bala 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 bashoka la bahata sala. Lehede kele mele marono nolomo shada brasata. In the next one minute, leva hata kaliana la mazuda vadiatas kekadiata. Shele branda la mahada. Let me hear you speak to God. Lehede brando kabata. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly and far above what we can ask or think. Jesus. 
Somebody put your hands together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can add a shout of praise to it if you can. If your voice is not borrowed and your voice is yours and your hands are not borrowed and ulcerated, can you put them together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and lift up a shout of praise unto him that sits upon the throne and unto the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Sir, Pastor Adela taught us at midweek service that you should come to church with your own worship. So when I come to the pulpit, I come with my own worship. Hallelujah. I wish I could turn it into a worship service so we could just go on and on. Amen. There's no place like the presence of God. I wonder what the disco people get from that. What they go to do, just go back with body pains and guilt and all sorts of things. But the Bible says when we gather like this, the Lord commands a blessing. May the Lord bless somebody in this place today. May the Lord release a blessing unto your life. May the Lord release a testimony into somebody's life. Let there be a release of miracles in your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the word today? Alright. So today I'm going to give you a very practical sermon. Yeah. Um, those of you who were on the broadcast for our visitation on Friday. Uh, I told you what it is I'm going to preach about today. I believe it is an important message for the times. God told me to come and preach this today. Hallelujah. And that is why I'm preaching it. We'll all agree to the fact that, I mean, we are in very difficult economic times. Things are hard. Or if you don't agree, you lift up your hand. Maybe you, you live in the Flagstaff house <laughs> or something. But we, we, we all agree that things are hard. I mean, I don't remember any time when prices were changing as fast as it is now. And uh, it's my responsibility as a pastor to help you to, by the word of God, to navigate through these times. Amen. In the book of Jeremiah, the Bible says, I'll give you pastors after my own heart who will teach you knowledge and wisdom. Hallelujah. So one of the roles of a pastor is to teach you wisdom. Wisdom to live your life. Wisdom to navigate the difficult things in life. And I, and I believe collectively, and as a nation, we are at a difficult time in our, in our history and in our lives. And we need the word of God to direct us. Hallelujah. Every solution to every problem in this world is found in the word of God. You just have to look for it. You just have to find it. Amen. You know that there are times you see some scripture and you're like, ah, so this one too is in the Bible. You just wonder. Is this one too in the Bible? Everything is in the word of God. It's just a matter of the Holy Spirit shining a certain kind of light on, onto it for you. It makes sense at that particular point in time. So today I'm going to speak to you from 1 Kings chapter 17. Let's read from verse 1 to 8. 1 Kings chapter 17. 
there have been many times in the world even in the in bible history where things were difficult like we find ourselves in it is not new it's not something that is happening for the first time first kings chapter 17 1 to 8 today your phones are small or in difficult times we are minimizing everything in fact you are preaching one of my points (laughs) by minimizing (laughs) hallelujah is it now elijah the tishbite one of the settlers of gilead said to ahab as adonai god of israel lives before whom i stand there shall be no dew or rain these years except at my word the next verse hey which version is that tlb which one is that uh, the living bible give me the one i'm used to <laughs> i don't think i've read the living bible before so you let me preach with what i know kjv kojovi from the volta region the word of the lord came unto him saying next verse Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Next verse. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Verse 5. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord for he went and dwelt by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. Verse 6. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. That means BD. Morning and evening. And he drank of the brook. Verse 7. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So the title of my sermon is When the Brook Runs Dry. When the Brook Runs Dry we can all attest to the fact that we are at a time when the brook has run dry or is there anybody who is really not agreeing with me it's like what i'm saying you know it's it's like ah this man craft what is he talking about if you're here like that i mean just we all come for you to lay hands on us and impart whatever grace is working for you in these times because it's 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 necessary hallelujah maybe god has endowed you with some special grace be let's all come and tap into it (laughs) when the brook runs dry so there have been several instances in the bible in world history where places have been hit with things like this in the bible most of the time um, economic difficulties are portrayed by farming not f-a-r-m-i-n-g f-a-m-i-n-e right farming so if you read history world history there were times when countries had very bad inflation at the moment i think our inflation has been fluctuating between 26 percent and 30 something percent 30 yes it's around 30 something now even with that look at the kind of things we are seeing there was a point when zimbabwe their inflation rate was more than one billion percent Oh yeah. They said during that time it took just 15 hours for prices to double. Prices were doubling every 15 hours. 
there's a picture I show, I gave to Andy and uh, show the, the picture. The currency became so useless. This was what somebody was carrying. Look at the bundles. And if you can even see well, look at the denomination, like the size of the denomination, 200,000. That's the Zimbabwean dollar. And you are carrying plenty of that. Like you should be rich. But this person who was carrying this, all he could buy was a loaf of bread. Imagine you going to the bakery and you are carrying this. That means if you are going to buy five loaves of bread or ten loaves of bread, you have to go with a wheelbarrow to carry the money. Yeah, so, so, so things have happened before. Germany that you see, Germany standing strong economically right now in the post-war time. The, the Dutch mark was virtually useless. They were carrying it in wheelbarrows to go to market. Yeah. But I mean, the situation has turned around. So there is hope. Hallelujah. 30% penna. You can turn around very easily. Amen. Yeah. So, so situations have happened in history where, where things were bad. Things were very bad. Can you imagine the prices of goods doubling every 14 to 15 hours? So it means if you bought, uh, what are the common things we buy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, the oil, I, I, I'll speak about the oil. I'll talk about the oil. <laughs> I'll talk about the oil. The oil, is it affecting budgets? In terms of anointing, we use the enkuto like that. <laughs> so it's like within 15 hours, you buy something and the price double. So you can imagine how, how do you even budget? And it's not like salaries are, are doubling every 15. <laughs> so you can imagine. But I mean, the, the truth is that we are in very difficult times. And the good thing is that the politicians accept it. That's one thing I, I give them credit for. They accept the fact that we are in hard times. All sorts of reasons are being given to it like covid well it's true i i heard the british prime minister the new british prime minister and he was also talking about the fact that covid has affected the economy badly and all of that the other famous one is the ukraine war but i have a question the ukraine war bit you see recently we were told that the city is the worst performing currency in the entire world the whole world do so if we are blaming the war on in ukraine and russia how come their currencies are stronger than our currency the place where the missiles are being thrown we we've not seen any missile like we've not we've not seen any bomb blast and it's because vladimir putin threw it from moscow to ghana we've not seen any missile we've not had anything being destroyed but our currency is still worse than those who are in the heat of the fight so that one, the politicians, they should come again. They should come again. Hallelujah. But, but the good thing is that they, they admit that something is wrong and something needs to be done. Um, I hear that the president will address the nation this evening. We will listen. I mean, he'll start with fellow Ghanaians. That one we know. But let's pray for God to give him some wisdom. Hallelujah. Yeah, to, to say the right things. Because see under such circumstances if you don't say the right things you can just inflame people's passions 
Mm. Me, I pray a lot about national issues. So I don't just sit down and criticize. When I see something, I commit it into prayer. So you to pray for him this evening. Today, pray for him. Hallelujah. As he's coming to address the nation. You see, this matter, let's not politicize this though. Let's not do NDC MPP with this matter at all. It is a national issue. We must all put our heads together to try and solve it. Hallelujah. The rain doesn't fall differently on the NDC person than um, compared to the MPP person. If there's trouble, we are all in it. So we have to look at it as a nation and find ways. The truth is that when I sat down and analyzed the problem, it's a multifaceted thing. We, we ourselves, we are part of the problem. We are part of the problem. Let's not just sit down and look holier than thou and just be pointing fingers at the politicians. They have their part. They've played that we, me and you, we have also contributed to the current situation. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so, situations like these come up. And why is it that when there is a, a financial problem, it is a big issue? Money is everybody's business. Money is everybody's business. You can't be on this earth and say money is not your business. As for me, I don't care about money. No, 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 you are lying. Everybody, it's everybody's business. And the Bible rightly said that money answered all things. That means money solves a lot of problems. There are a lot of your prayer topics if you had money. You bother the ears of God with them. You pray for the winning of souls and pray for expansion of the kingdom and pray to edify your spirit so that you can have more gifts of the spirit. Money answered all things. So in the absence of money, that means money solves problems. That means in the absence of money, a lot of problems arise. That is it. And I'll list some of the reasons why this is a very serious time. And we must do whatever we can as individuals, as Christians, to help to solve the problem. So what are some of the consequences of economic hardship? So the general thing is that people will tend to do what they normally will not do. And that economic hardship. Let me show you an example. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's start reading from verse 26. Give me NLT for that one. People can do strange things under economic difficulty when things are, are not as they are supposed to be. Now it says, One day as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, this was a time when there was famine on the land, like things were difficult. Along the wall of the city, a woman called him, Please help me, my lord the king. This is a normal everyday happening, like normal thing that, that happened on a particular day. Verse 27, he answered, if the Lord doesn't help you, what can I do? Are you king that... <laughs> you should know. <laughs> That's like somebody, a pastor friend of mine, he had somebody in the church and the person, I think was supposed to be paid some money behind him, working somewhere, the people were not paying him and everything the man came to him that oh, they've not paid me of course expressing the pastor will say oh, we'll help you he'll say, oh, we'll support you with prayer we'll pray over their heads okay 
He said, if the Lord doesn't help you, what can I do? I have neither food from the threshing floor nor wine from the press to give you. Verse 28. But then the king asked, what is the matter? She replied. Now listen. He said, this woman said to me, that means another woman, come on, let's eat your son today. Then we will eat my son tomorrow. I'm showing you what financial hardship can do. This is just an example of how people can go to the extreme in doing things they will normally not eat. Women are usually very attached to their sons. He didn't chew the door down. <laughs> he said, come on, let's eat your son today. Then we will eat my son tomorrow. Verse 29. So we cooked my son and ate him. And that's not like a parable that you say it's a story that was made up. It happened. That's why the Bible recorded it. So we cooked my son and ate him. And look at the, what the smart woman did the next day. Then the next day I said to her, kill your son so we can eat him. But she has hidden her son. She said, and the Bible doesn't say these were witches. They were women. Normal women. If it's witches, we will understand. But the Bible didn't say they were witches. You see, I'm trying to show you that when there are financial difficulties, people will behave differently from how they will behave normally. And that is why it's a serious situation. So what are some of the ways in which people will behave in unusual ways? Number one, when there's financial hardship, there's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of compromise because of financial hardship. Young ladies who had been resisting certain big men who had been giving them pressure that be my side chick and all your problems will end today. And because you've been coming to church and you've been hearing pastor talk against her things, you have been holding on and resisting. But now oil prices are doubling. And you like frying egg. So there's no oil <laughs> for you to fry your egg. Things are hard. So just like how a woman will naturally not kill her son. To even think of eating the son. This time around because things are difficult. There's something called the power of rationalization. Rationalization is the devil's antidote to conviction. If conviction is an acid, rationalization is the base. It neutralizes it and makes it useless. So when the Holy Spirit is trying to convict you about something you are planning to do or something you have done, the devil brings rationalization. That, ah, but the situation is so, so, and so, and so. So if you do it, it is okay. And a lot of people are going to face that battles during these times. A lot of people. But I pray that you will remain strong and not compromise in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the compromising is not only along those lines. So, bribery. Bribery. There are a lot of people who will be faced with bribery. Things that they have rejected before. Suddenly, Charlie, there's a hole somewhere to be plugged. Some school fees that must be paid. Some rent that must be paid. Some cantankerous landlord. 
You see, when things are difficult like that and you are thinking of ways of surviving, the devil will also be dropping his ideas. He will also be dropping his ideas, the negative ideas, the kululu ways and the funny ways of making extra money. The dishonest ways of making extra money. But I pray that God will place a filter on your heart and place a filter on your mind. Look, there's nothing the devil can give you that God can give you more. Anything the devil can give you, God can give you more. Hallelujah. There was a time during um, our visitation, I gave a prophetic word about somebody who has had a certain opportunity. But that was not it. That the person should reject that particular one and wait because God was going to bring a better one. Somebody came to see me. It's like, oh, so, so, and so, and so. You know, it's, it's something to do with traveling. And the means wasn't, like the opportunity came, but, you know, had to do with this whole contractual marriage. And you know that, you know that thing? Things, yeah. So, the thing had come with, like, I just have to take it and, you know, right now, the way all our, Okay, let me not go there. <laughs> Everybody just is just running away, you know. I said, no, 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 this this one is not it because so so and so and so and so reject it. Anything the devil can present you, God can give you more. So let it go. And this is something I mean you have been working on for some time, and you have to let it go. Just a few weeks ago, person called me that. Just as you said, the same traveling opportunity this time round, God gave it to them in the form of a scholarship worth tens of thousands of pounds. So this one, you are going the right way, your conscience is clear, and you are going with the blessings of God. There is nothing the devil can present you with that God cannot give you more. So when you are presented with the thing and you can see the devil's stamp on it, reject it and start rejoicing because it means God is about to show the devil that he is the boss. And he can do better than what the devil can do. Hallelujah. Compromise. Bribery. All sorts of things. Compromise will go on the increase during these times. There will be an increase in the rate of vices, like robbery. So nowadays, when you are driving, don't open your side. What do you call it? The window by heart. People will. Me have experienced it before. Somebody came, like a madman, came to ask me for one Ghana. I stopped in traffic. After now, I don't know how the guy did it. One Ghana said, I looked at his face. I had pity on him. And I gave him the one Ghana CD. But he started thanking me in a very strange way. Thank you. God bless you. He brought his head into the car and things like, hey, Charlie, why? Now I was becoming scared. Thank you. Thank <laughs> By the time I got home, that was somewhere last year, iPhone 13 had come fresh and somebody had come to show one into my life. By the time I got home, it was nowhere to be found. 
you are taking my one Ghana CD and taking my iPhone to on top of it. Yeah. Oh, it's gone. You are supposed to be able to track it and blah, 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 blah. When we try to, it was in Botiano. Far away, I say, you take it. Madman, oh. This guy cannot be mad. He is very, very, very fine. I'm sure that's a star. So he just walks by the street. He looks at those who have just lowered their, what do you call it? In them. So I'm wondering, because I didn't see his hand inside my car. Or I, I don't know. After now, I don't know. Or maybe he was distracting me and somebody else took it. Eh? Uh, it's a strategy. So now you have to be careful because people are very desperate. People are very desperate. People are very desperate. When you are walking in town, you are holding your purse, hold it with extra protection. As if you are holding your child. They ask you, why are you holding the thing? I say, you don't know life. You <laughs> don't know what people can do. You need to be careful. Pickpockets, everything, like vices generally will increase. There will be more tricksters. Tricksters. Watch out for get-rich-quick schemes. They are going to come, play. They are going to start flooding the system. You hear, they'll say something. You can triple your money in a day. And this is the time they will get people. Get rich schemes, get rich quick schemes. They are going to increase. Prostitution is going to increase. And nowadays, the prostitution is not just about standing by the roadside. Anybody who is doing sexual favors for somebody in exchange for money, you are practicing prostitution. It's as simple as that. You can disguise it to call it that he's my sugar daddy or he's my whatever, he's my now they say sponsor. Let him sponsor you. <laughs> Once you are you are granting sexual favors for money, you are a prostitute. It's as simple as that. They say we shouldn't say prostitute, we should say commercial sex worker. You see, uh, uh, let's call a speed a speed. A prostitute is a prostitute. It's a what? It's a what? It's a, the speed is a big spoon. Why you say that crying yet? Spade. <laughs> so vices are going to increase. When it comes to get rich quick schemes, money rituals, sakawa, those sikidro things, they are going to increase. You watch the, the television stations now. Those guys who have already they are very confident. Now they will, they will go and pay more money and have more airtime. Those who claim to multiply money and things like that, you know, they are all part of the inflation. Those things are going to increase. Depression is going to increase. Suicide will also increase, unfortunately. Because there are people who are in dire financial problems. Embarrassment is, is staring them in the face. That's when the devil comes and whispers. Let's drink that thing and run away from this trouble. You know you can't stand the shame. Let's drink this thing, cut your wrist, let the blood flow, and look for some 
sleeping tablets take plenty to just be like you are sleeping and you go like that look suicide is one of the most excuse me to say foolish things anybody can do it's like jumping from the frying pan into the fire you're in the frying pan you see you are hot you're hot and you jump out and you enter the fire this one is a straight license to hell straight license to hell you killed yourself you insulted God for deciding to bring you onto the earth and you took your own life and you left it is never a solution it's never a solution it's better to be ashamed and to go and face the devil and he will laugh at you that oh so you upon all the plenty tongues you were speaking and blah 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 they say you have come here to me and they will be who all the binding you have bound me i shall bind you back <laughs> suicide is going to increase that is why it is a very serious time it's a very very critical time and we must commit it into prayer and do whatever we can as a nation as people to get out of this situation so how do you survive how do you survive during these times and there are some measures the things i'm going to tell you are very simple things so but there are things you know already but I'm just reminding you and awakening them for you during these times number one you must cut down on expenses where possible there are some things that are just not necessary hallelujah there are some things you are used to which are not necessary they are not needs they are wants they are luxuries you can cut them out hallelujah if every Friday you eat pizza and now things are difficult if you don't eat pizza you will not die you will not die cut down expenses you see especially on food one of the ways of cutting down expenses on, on food is to cook rather than to, to buy mm. because the truth is that the one you are buying eh, somebody has put their profit on it though but you as you are cooking you have not put any profit on it the raw materials like that and then your labor is better hallelujah it's better for you to cook than to buy because it, it will be more expensive to buy especially now that the, the, the attention is on oil and what people are doing with the oil prices everybody will stand by the whole oil thing if you go and buy your gobe they will increase the price of the plantain because they will tell you that oil 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 prices have gone up so if you, if you can cook it buy the beans yourself buy the oil yourself buy your whatever is, and prepare it and eat Oh, go baby, go baby. But, but here you see, there are certain things, eh? It's not the same. <laughs> they say, watch it. The best watch it, there must be a gutter by the side. There's no gutter. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you watch it, Papa. <laughs> it's not correct to watch it. <laughs> it's, not, it's just rice and beans. It's just rice and beans. So you can get the rice and add the beans and do your own thing. <laughs> You need to cut down expenses. Some of the luxuries must be taken away. You see, we are not going to be in this situation forever. So just 
tighten your belt small a little hallelujah uh-huh. so the ladies if your husband is suggesting you cut down on certain things don't say you are being pepe it's 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 the wisdom of the times it's the wisdom of the times hallelujah it's the wisdom of the time what's the english word for pepe when they say pepe what's it you are stingy uh-huh you see, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you another word. It's similar to stinginess, but with a purpose. A stinginess with a purpose. You see, when you are being stingy without a purpose, you are being stingy. But when you are being stingy with a purpose, we say you are being austere. That's the word. A-U-S-T-E-R-E. Austerity. Uh-huh. So I'm giving you a, a word. When they're accusing you of being stingy, say no i'm just being austere you know this one is not stinginess it's, it's austerity under such circumstances you need some austerity you need to put in place some 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 strict measures just to ensure that you survive hallelujah because you see the truth is that nobody knows where the city is going to over the weekend i was having some conversations with some people who work in a financial they're like we are in uncharted territory those who do forex trading and stuff like that there's something called an all-time low it has broken the all-time low so you don't know how far to go before it to retrace it's just going <laughs> actually some of the bankers have stuck their neck out and predicted that it will do something between right now we are doing one is to 13 eh? they are predicting that we may do between one is to 18 and one is to 22 before the year ends but even that one, they can't be 100% sure. You see, if we have had this low before, they can compare the graph with other years and see that when it reached this level, it sort of retraced. But there's nothing to compare with. So nobody knows whether it's going and going and going and going and going. That is why you need to be wise. And don't expect your salary to increase in the next one month or in the next two months. It's not going to happen. So this thing I'm preaching to you is important too. Cutting down, what do you call it? Expenses and all of that. We all can tell where this thing is going. Number two, reduce waste. Reduce waste. Look, if you sit and examine your life, you realize you you waste a lot. You waste food. You waste water. There are some people they never finish drink the pure water. They never finish drinking. No. And don't put it in the fridge and go and take it again. You drink non pop, you throw it away, you drink non pop, you throw it away, you drink non pop. Little drops of water do what? Where we are going, eh? Even one CD is becoming very valuable. Because you don't know what you are buying today by tomorrow, its price would have increased by two CDs. So that one CD you wasted could have plugged some hole. Let's cut down on the waste. Even Jesus doesn't like waste. After the miracle of the multiplication of the bread, it was left with 12 baskets. He said, collect everything. Don't leave it there. Don't just waste it. Collect the 12 baskets. I wonder who took the 12 baskets. Maybe it was the apostles. I'm sure they were wise enough to have given at least one to the boy who gave the five loaves of bread and two fish. At least. Let's cut down the waste. We waste food. We waste water. 
The food, if you are dishing out, dish out what you can eat. Go and fill your plate because the spirit of gluttony. Hey, manye me to me, me to me, me to me. And as you have left it too, nobody wants to eat it. And it has to go into the dustbin. Sometimes when people talk about waste food and say, you think they are being some way. But in these times, it is necessary. It's better to take little when you are not full, you go and take another little. Rather than take plenty, eat half and go and throw it away. I'm wasting money. And the thing is that this problem is affecting various sectors. So even if it is one CD you are wasting here, one CD you are wasting, when you put all of it together, eh, you are creating a very big hole in your pocket. We waste food. We waste water. We waste electricity. You leave the room and the fan is on. You've gone to work. And your ancestors that came to the room are chilling. They are the ones enjoying the fan. There's nobody there. The light is on. Those of you who use air conditioners, you forget and leave the air conditioner on. And the iron, the iron, aside between the electricity, can burn the household. The house now, your landlord is on way. Make a conscious effort to cut down on waste. Don't leave electrical appliances on. Don't leave the lights on. Don't leave the fans on. It may seem like little, but it will accumulate and, and you'll be shocked how much you have wasted. I'm hearing fuel prices are going to go up. I'm hearing definitely transport prices are going to go up. I'm hearing electricity prices are going to go up. And salaries remain the same. So this is what I'm saying. Take me seriously. Because if you don't take time, you will get yourself in very desperate situations. And some of the things I, I mentioned as consequences of difficult financial times will start facing you as temptations. Nowadays, it's very easy to see videos on YouTube where people are like, there was one I watched just three days ago. The woman said her next stop is to go to Benin for Juju to make money. And she was saying it very boldly. She was like, she can't survive. She can't survive. Then she's going to Benin. Whatever will happen can happen. The Juju man too is struggling. Eh? <laughs> then she's going. <laughs> so we, we need to take this thing seriously. Let's cut down on the waste. Cut down on the waste. Some of us are just too wasteful. Just too wasteful. God doesn't like that. Hallelujah. Number three. Look for multiple streams of income. Look for multiple streams of income. Look, you are blessed with brains. You, you, are, you are very, very smart people. Don't look into just one basket. There are a lot of things you can do. You see, sometimes the problem with this multiple streams of income thing is that everybody is looking for a certain big break. One that will bring huge amounts of money. But the richest people started small. Hallelujah. I keep telling you that, look, if it is something you will do that will even bring you 50 Ghana cities, you may think, oh, 50 Ghana cities is small. But 50 Ghana cities is 50 Ghana cities you didn't have. It can pluck some hole somewhere. 
Hallelujah. You see, especially the things that you can do and earn passive income. Look at some of those things. Because of your jobs and stuff like that, you may not have time to be able to do certain things full time. Look for, go and look for YouTube videos on how to make passive income. Don't want you are there and your, your money is just working for you. Amen. Look for multiple streams of income. When it comes to multiple streams of income, you know my favorite verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 2. Give me NIV for that one. Ecclesiastes 11 2. Don't depend on just one source of, of earning. It's not right. It's not right. If you can do two locums, do. Hmm? House officers, they say you shouldn't do locum. I have my own opinion about that one. Me, house officer, I did locum. It was locum money I used to marry my wife. CNJ Medicare. I'm here night too. And luckily, too, it was a cool place. You don't have to do much. You see one or two patients by 9 p.m. Oh, and the doctor's room, nice air-conditioned room with TV and stuff like that. Ah, you just sleep and wake up and get money. I'll do. You see, just that when you go to the local place, don't go and try to do heroics. That's why they say refer. When you can't refer, don't go and do how to show you that me I can do a you, trouble will catch you. There was one guy who, <laughs> after the NBCH, we found out part the, our time, it was final part two. The very final one was final part two. And he was referred in medicine, so he was supposed to wait and write. And he got some locum opportunity be somewhere. And he decided to go. They were supposed to interview him before he started. Like, hey, now you, you are brave. Unfortunately for him, that private hospital on their board was the head of the department of medicine. So you can imagine, he went for the interview, went to sit down. The man who referred you is <laughs> coming to interview you for a job. <laughs> no. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 2, he said, but divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might lie ahead don't have just one stream of income it is a very dangerous thing to do in these times hallelujah some of you are gifted with your hands you can do things do something if it is even small money to bring you it is money that will plug some hole somewhere that 50 Ghana cities it brings you can be the difference between something essential the price of something essential that you need today and tomorrow because of the way things are going multiple streams of income and you see you have to think and research and know the things that you can do there are a lot of ways i've given you an assignment go and look for youtube videos on how to make passive income passive income there are a lot of ways hallelujah number four if you have the ability or the chance to do things to earn foreign currency, do it. Hallelujah. If you have the chance or the ability to do things that can earn you foreign currency, do it. Because right now, eh, the dollar is much like <laughs> the, the, the value of the dollar is so if you just get one dollar, it's a lot of money. 
It's a lot of money. So if you have the chance and the ability, the ability, do it. So those who know how to do forex trading and the crypto things and blah, 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 this is, this is the time. This is the time. This is I'm talking about. If you don't know what you are doing, don't go there. You must know what you are doing. Don't go there. What did I say? Don't go there. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a preacher. <laughs> don't go there. Otherwise, you will weep and you will gnash your teeth. If you don't know what you are doing, don't go there. But for those who know what they are doing, it is a good time. It is a very, very good time. Hallelujah. Number five. Avoid unnecessary debts. How do you say debt entry? A car. Avoid. Because trust me, the loan companies will start calling you. Those text messages you've been receiving, they will double. Because they know people are in dire financial need. Now. They will send you messages. They will call you. My bank called me three days ago. Hello, sir. You qualify for a loan. When you mention this, I say, I don't need any. Are you the one to tell me what I qualify for? This like, I know who I am. <laughs> oh, come and tell me my identity. You qualify for, you qualify for. The, and you see, the key word here is unnecessary debt. Unnecessary. There's some debt that is necessary. I'm not saying for sure don't take loans. No. If it is a loan that is for a good purpose, don't, don't take a loan to go and organize a party. Your birthday party. Just have to chill. God has been good to me. Now I'm 25 years. God has been good to me. I finished school. And go and take a loan. 10,000 Ghana cities. To go and do party. To go and buy Coca-Cola and, and cake for people to come and eat. And at the end of the day, they will even say that Edianikra nene day. That's an unnecessary debt. Hallelujah. Now this kind of wedding crap, people are cutting down expenses. So make it simple and it is a wedding. During the COVID time, one gentleman came. He was planning for like a normal wedding, blah, blah, blah. And then they brought the band. At that time, you could only have 10 people at the wedding. I was like, what should he do? I was like, ah, God has opened a door. I said, once your wife is fine with it, her people are fine with it. In fact, the most important person is your wife. Once your wife is fine with it, her people are fine. He said, oh, I was talking to her and she's okay, but I was just wondering. I mean, a wedding with just 10 people, I said, Masa, he has saved tens of thousands of cities. I said, look for land and buy with that money. Ten people. Let them drink and go home. Ah, they are married now. They have their child. Like, 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 it's fine. Hallelujah. The ring, your ring can be fake and nobody will know. Unless the person is witching. Hey, mami, she, mami, she, mami, she. And they start coming to do those things. <laughs> start binding them. <laughs> ah, 
can be fake. Nobody will even know that this one is not real gold or it's not real whatever. You are wearing it. At the right time, when God blesses you with money, you go and change it. Eh, change it. It's as simple as that. Don't get yourself into unnecessary debt. If you are taking a loan for something, it must be something that is very necessary or it must be something that will bring you money in return. Nowadays, you should even be careful what you are investing in. I'm not an economist, but if I look at this um, inflation rate, it doesn't make sense to do any investment in cities. The inflation will wipe away your profit. The profit you are supposed to, the inflation alone will wipe away. And you could even end up with less than what you put in. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a preacher. I'm using Jamestown economics. Don't get yourself into unnecessary debt. The temptation will be strong. Oh, that one, be prepared for it. These people will know how to package their things. They'll send you the text message nicely. And, and a lot of times, those text messages come in the middle of the month. When they know people's money is finished. They won't send you at the beginning of the month or just at the end of the month when they know you've just been paid and the likelihood of you falling to that temptation is low. No. They'll bring it in the middle of the month. And don't rush into these things. Sometimes when you are getting tempted, speak to somebody. What do you think? Somebody may just alert you to some Charlie, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. One gentleman called me some time ago. He wanted to go and take some loan. B. That one, it was even for school. But after I did the calculations with him, I realized, I was like, look, for the next three years, you are going to be in serious financial hardship. Are you ready to take this thing? No. Then defer the course. Wait and have more substance so that you can do it. Because what they were going to subtract and what he was earning, if you look at what was left, no, for the next three years, it, it, it was going to be very, very difficult. It was going to be difficult. So don't, don't be in a hurry to go for such things. Hallelujah. Number seven. I know this one is an unusual one. But we are spiritual people. Don't stop helping people. Even in these times, don't stop helping people. There are some people you help. There are some people you give to. That some people you support don't stop it because the natural tendency will be like Charlie right now. See, in your they are all in the same soup. So let me protect my own. The kingdom we are in, the principles are different. In the natural world, to get you must receive. But in our kingdom, to receive you must give. It's the opposite. Don't stop helping people. Continue to help people. Sometimes if you de- 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 depend on circumstances and things, you will not help anybody. Especially because there's a lot of ingratitude. Ah. Oh no, me, me, I've seen my fair bit of ingratitude in life. I say I'll, I'll start narrating the stories. Oh, we'll have another service. Ingratitude. No, no, but that should not stop you. Hallelujah. I've seen people like that. Because of what that guy did to me, I'll help anybody again. 
No, it's a wrong attitude. Continue to help. There was somebody in this church. I'm sure when I start the story, you will know who I'm talking about. He was in this church. When he came to the church, always asking people for money and blah, blah, blah. And I decided that, look, the church should put him on an allowance so that at least he will survive while we encourage him to look for a job. He was on allowance for, on the, from the church for about five good years. When we got our church office, we decided to give him accommodation there to stay there was staying there electricity everything not paying anything and then he started misbehaving doing certain things and we warn him see how people can take good deeds for granted we warn him don't do this again don't do this again don't do this again and he just kept doing things with impunity at a point at church council level we decided that okay he can continue to stay in the place but we give him a three-month period. Look for a job. Because after these three months, we are going to stop the allowance that we are giving to you. Because it was like, because he was getting the allowance, the theme to look for something to do was just not there. So we give three months. Before it got to the three months, he did something very bad. Somebody actually caught him smoking at the church office. Yes. So as church council, we decided that you have disrespected the church. I mean, the church of it, that, it, it is a church on its own because that is where the children's church meets. You know, if you smoke, go somewhere else and go and smoke. You decided to smoke there. You know that kind of thing. It's like you are taking things for granted. Uh-huh, that sort of thing. So church council met and decided that he can't stay there anymore. So the information was given to him. He said, we should give him time to look for a place one month, two months, three months we're still being lenient with you the moment he got a place he left the place without even saying goodbye to anybody that day he left the church office without even saying good. the door was left everything was left he didn't say goodbye to anybody up to now nobody has seen him people call him, he doesn't pick there was a time, I just wanted to be sure he was alive so I called him with another number and he responded I told him, is that if I this is this and I cut the call. I just want to be sure you are alive. No, if I say I'll tell you things, some of us we shouldn't be helping anybody in this world again. Five years of support, you didn't even say goodbye. You even come and say, Foolish man, God bless you for being foolish enough to spend the church money on me every month, 12 months of a year times five years. For giving me free accommodation. And then for church members too that I, I go to and collect money from. On a usual basis. Nothing. No goodbye. No thank you. Nothing. So the moment the use he had for the church ended. He ended his relationship with the church. That means it's obvious he was only in the church because of what he was getting. It's as simple as that. But you see, we will not stop doing good. Hallelujah. If that gentleman comes back to church today, a soul is a solo. We will receive him, but with wisdom. And now my eyes have shiny many. No, no, no. I'll make the same mistake twice. As for church, we'll receive you in church. Hallelujah. Well, as I'm talking, some of you know who I'm talking about. When he comes, he's still your brother. Accept him. If he comes, 
accept him don't throw him away a soul is a soul uh, but this time around we shall not throw the pearls to something <laughs> hallelujah don't stop helping people don't stop being good don't stop giving whether to people or to church or whatever during these times continue to do the good hallelujah some of you your the, the good you are doing to some one particular person is, is probably what is sustaining you in a certain aspect of your life but you are just not aware of it it may not be some huge money or it may not be some big thing that you are doing ah. oh people will do things and be ungrateful i know a young a lady who was supporting a certain gentleman giving him money for school fees and things literally looked after him throughout they were in the same church oh. Not like they were relatives or he was doing anything for her. He just, she just felt led to help. Till he finished Wasi. And you see, sometimes when you're helping people, they think you, you are like you have everything that you need in this world. When she finished Wasi, she asked, so what is your plan? He said, definitely you have to go to university and stuff like that. He said, yeah, he wants to go to university in the US, United States. And that he checked for some school being, it's going to cost $20,000 a year. So that's what he wants to do. And I was like, oh, ah, well, that's what that one there, I can't do. Can you believe the gentleman was offended and up to today, he stopped talking to the lady. Say, hey. He stopped talking, somebody who looked after you for three years literally not just your school fees was giving you pocket money looking after you you wanted twenty thousand dollars a year to go to the united states of america she herself she didn't go to school in the united states of america ghana she should give you that kind of money and she told you plainly i don't have he was offended and he stopped talking to her after now stop talking to her but you see, these things shouldn't discourage you from doing good. Hallelujah. The Bible says, don't be wary of doing good. For in due time, you shall reap the rewards. So one one city you've been giving to somebody who sits in some corner somewhere. You don't know what doors is opening for you. You don't know what things is preventing out of your life. So continue to do good. Hallelujah. And my eighth and final point, that in this hard time, don't lose sight of the supernatural power of God. Don't, don't, don't lose sight of that fact. We may be going by logical means and by practical means and everything, but there is a dimension that is beyond logic. That is beyond the understanding of man. There was a time farming the same story that i gave in second kings chapter 6 verse 24 to 25 let's go back to it let's start from the verse 26 this time um give me the the king james second Kings 6 let's start from verse 26 28 29 yes now give me the, the next one it came to pass when the king heard the words of the woman that he rent his clothes and he passed by upon the wall and the people looked and behold he had sackcloth within upon his flesh give me the next verse or i think it's probably the is the 31 the last 
Okay, go on. Aha. Uh-huh. He said, But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him. And the king sent a man from before him. But the messenger came to him. He said to the elders, See ye how the son of a murderer has said, Give me the next verse. Next. Uh-huh. Okay. Then Elijah said, Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. This was a time when things were bad and prices of goods were by heart. He said, Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. Verse 2. He said, Then then, O Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? That means, they're trying to say, it is not possible. By a single prophetic word, the economy of an entire nation changed. I'm telling you, there's a supernatural dimension to this thing that we must not lose sight of. Hallelujah. We are told that Isaac... Let's read um, Genesis chapter 26 verse 1. I'm about ending. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1. If I feel stirred up in my spirit, I'll declare some prophetic word upon your life. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1. Quickly. Genesis 26 1. He said, And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, son of the Philistines, unto Gerah, Jump to verse 12. There was famine on the land. By the supernatural, we can defy logic. Verse 12. He said, Then Isaac sowed in the land, the land that had famine, the same land, and received the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. That means you can be in a situation of financial difficulty, you can be in a country where things are difficult. You can be in a place where, where, where things are not working and there is inflation and prices are being doubled. But there is something called the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look, this ministry, there is a certain grace that is upon the ministry. And if I'm led by the Spirit of God, before I finish this sermon, I'm going to release that grace upon your life. This ministry thrives in the face of adversity. When things are down and things are difficult and things don't look up, that is when God shows his glory. From the time we were Worldwide Revival Foundation, we started fire rallies in, in different places where there was no funding. When, when, when we talk about supernatural provision, we've seen it before. There was a time we were going somewhere. The people assured us that the venue, you know, we were going to get it for free. So we didn't add it to our budget. Those days, there was no church to support it or anything. A lot of the money was coming from my pocket. So we spent money on other things and everything was finished. Two days to the program, they called me and said, they were supposed to have sent some letters somewhere, so they didn't get a venue. And for the three or so days, we needed 1,400 Ghana cities. And I didn't have that money at that time. So I had to take a decision there and there. Are we canceling the program or we are going on? And I said, we'll move by faith. Go and book the place. God will provide the money. Honestly, I didn't know where the money was going to come from. By afternoon, this call came in the morning. By afternoon, one of my daughters who was doing a house job in Takrade at that time, she called me and said, Papa, I'm in town. I came to Accra. I came for some conference at the conference center. And God is just moving my heart to just sow into the ministry. 
He said, where can I meet you? I showed her where she should meet me. I got there. She was like, I need to go back into the conference quickly. So this is the check. I looked at it and it was 1,400 Ghana cities. Exactly the amount of money that we needed. Look, there is a supernatural dimension to provision that I want to introduce you to today. We have done fire rallies and the amount of money we had, we never got any donations. You can ask Gina. She keeps very tight records. The amount of money we had, when we finished and we look at the amount of money we had spent, we had spent more than twice of what we had. Meanwhile, we didn't get any donations from anywhere. We didn't go and borrow anywhere. And it reminded me of the jars of oil that they were using that never ran dry. I know a God that provides supernaturally in tight times. Look at this church. During the COVID, when people, churches were suffering financially and things were hard and churches were folding up and finances were dry. It was during the COVID. We bought two buses. We bought land. We got a church office. All during a time when there was supposed to be difficulty. A time when there was supposed to be scarcity. There is a God that is called Jehovah Jireh. He provides. If I want to tell you my own personal stories of how I've seen the hand of God provide supernaturally. And today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As you are under this commission. As you are under this grace. As you are under this covering of God. As you are part of this ministry. As you are here today. As you are listening to me online. May you be connected to this grace that is upon this ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. May God bring you to the place where you understand what Jehovah Jireh means. You have seen God prophesy to people in this ministry for supernatural death cancellation. I spoke during our visitation by the grace of God. People who had deaths of 7,000 cities cancelled, 10,000 cities cancelled, 15,000 cities cancelled that next day. I came for, um, what do you call it, night of worship and prayer at the beginning of October. And by the Spirit of God, I prophesied the same thing. But the next day, I got a text message from somebody. He said, I was owing somebody I didn't know was going to get the money to pay for. But just that evening after you spoke the word, the person sent me a text message. He said, don't pay the money again. If there is a God who can cancel debt, there is a God who can make a way where there seems to be no way. There is a God who can, can create water in the desert place. And today in the mighty name of Jesus, as you lift up your voice and pray, may you connect to this grace that is upon this house in the mighty name of Jesus. That the grace that ensures that in a time of scarcity, in a time of difficulty, in a time of financial hardship, we continue to thrive. May God provide for you supernaturally in the name of Jesus. May your testimony of financial miracles be even greater during these times of economic difficulty in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It says, I'm he who gives you the power to make wealth. May you have strange ideas to make well, even during these times of scarcity, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
May the windows of heaven be opened upon you. Amen. May the doors of heaven be opened upon you. Amen. May the grace of heaven be showered upon you. Amen. May the favor of God be released upon you. Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God, yes, I call forth financial testimonies. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let there be financial provision. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May your baskets never be, 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 be dry. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christ of Nazareth, Amen. the Son of the Living God. Yes, Lord. Ah, may your finances multiply. Amen. When others' finances are dwindling, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. May opportunities, uncommon opportunities, be made available unto you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amen. the Son of the Living God. I prophesy divine connections. Jesus, divine connections. Jesus, even during this time of hardship. Yes, Lord. May you meet people. Jesus. Who change your life? Yes, who change your story? Jesus. And I prophesy to somebody yes, that this coming Wednesday, Jesus. you are meeting somebody Amen. who will change your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. it may not look like that immediately, yes, but hold on to that relationship Jesus. because sooner than later, hey. you will see the reason why God Jesus. linked you to that person aye, 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 in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This is a prophetic word for one person, but Lord, I pray for a multiplication of this grace upon this house Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, destiny helpers, yes, destiny connectors, yes, may your people be the right people in the name of Jesus, Amen. may your people come across the right kind of information yes, that will solve a certain problem, Amen. that will plug a certain hole, Amen. that will bring an end to a certain struggle, Amen. that will cause a certain cycle to end Amen. in the name of Jesus, Amen. Lift up your voice and pray and connect to this prophetic word. Destiny help us. Destiny connect us. Ideas. That project of yours will not suffer. It will continue in the name of Jesus. That project will not, con will not suffer. It will continue. It will be completed in the name of Jesus. Strange financial miracle. May your financial testimony increase during these times of hardship. In the name of Jesus.
We release doors for multiple streams of income in this place. Amen. Let doors for multiple streams of income be open. Amen. Let wisdom for multiple streams of income be open. Be Amen. Released. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes, Lord. The Son of the Living God. Amen. May you come across some information. May you come across some news. May you meet somebody. Jesus. That will cause you to have multiple streams of income. Amen. Let that grace be released into this atmosphere now. Amen. Pray in the next one minute and connect to this prophetic word now. We connect to this tree. Multiple streams of increase. Multiple streams of Somebody here, you are riddled with a certain debt. You're wondering how you are going to pay it. But hear the word of the Lord. Before the 12th of November, a door will be opened. Before the 12th of November, what seems impossible will become possible. Before the 12th of November, a strange door and a strange window will be opened upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Just lift up your voice and begin to thank God. Just thank God. Thank God. Just thank Him. Thank you. Thank you. For supply. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are here, there's something that you are doing which you already you've already started, and it requires financial push, but you are giving up. I want you to come. I want to pray. Release a certain grace. Just come. Let me pour this oil. You've already started, but you feel like giving up. It's like you are fainting. Oh, in the name of Jesus, receive the grace, receive the strength to continue finish it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God let the God who makes the impossible possible come to your aid now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth you feel like you are fainting you feel like you are giving up by this oil let strength come to you let new doors be opened 
let the impossible be made possible in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God thank you Holy Spirit that you are opening doors thank you Holy Spirit that you are creating opportunities thank you spirit of a living God just lift up your voice begin to thank God just begin to thank God let me hear you thank God thank him for financial miracles if Isaac can sow in the land of famine and reap a hundredfold It is still possible in this day. You have God living inside of you. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. The next 30 seconds.
this one. You see, God does a lot of things for people in this church. This one I'm going to say that I'm, I'm not going to mention the person's name because the person has not given me the permission to mention a name. But you see, sometimes when we say sow a seed, you think it's the pastor's way of collecting your money. But you see, the, the economics and the mathematics in heaven is on a different level. Hallelujah. Somebody in this church sowed a seed and God opened a door for the person to have. You know, there are some clients when you get them, you are, you are, it's like, what, 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 you know? And this person's client happens to be the 17th richest man in Africa. 17th richest man in Africa, 8th richest man in Nigeria. And this is somebody you have as your client on a permanent basis. Like the person has, it's, it's, it's not like a one time thing. May the Lord do it again in this place. Like when he goes and says, Oh, he just puts his hand into the bag, and he will do it again.
there in the name of Jesus that every hand that is lifted before the Lord is blessed every hand that is lifted before the Lord is set apart let everything you touch be a success even in these times of hardship let everything you touch flourish in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth any invisible holes in your hand causing leakage of finances today as you lift them before the Lord we declare that it's sealed every form of financial hemorrhage is sealed in the name of Jesus and I invoke the spirit of divine favor upon you let it overshadow you may you drip with it from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet in the mighty name of Jesus may this favor attract wealth may this favor attract clans may this favor attract promotion may this favor attract elevation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God and I declare that just as it happened in the days of Isaac you will sow in this time of famine you will not only reap a hundredfold you will reap a thousandfold you will reap ten thousandfold you will reap a hundred thousandfold you will reap one millionfold in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we call it done Amen. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!